To enjoy this and other great episodes on Patreon, check out the link in the description and subscribe via the Black Kluge tier for full access to over 100 exclusive episodes. For those of you who would like some QF swag on TeePublic t-shirts, magnets, mugs, what have you, also click on the link in the description. Artie, maybe it's a take no. makeup on. You want to know something? I'm going to tell you something great about Beth. Yeah. She never moves her bowels. Well, I'll tell maybe you what. Maybe once a month. I've never seen. I've, I've been. Honest to God. I've been away with Dana. Like, to the point that I'm afraid for her health. We've been uh, getting excellent reports on you. Do you ever shut up or just no, Mr. Rush is at the punch right in the face? You're saying you're going to bring me. So shut up. Robin, when you get an opinion on your own, I'll Wait talk to you. Are you. I've put out hit albums. I had the fastest selling album in history. What, are you going to be upset with Jason because he whacks off to your to your wife? I mean, that's that turns me on. And uh, I got up and I, I pished. I don't want to be in a wig and a purse. <laughs> I do that in my personal life. Yes. I'm like a woman who's been raped. How much is Howard paying you a week? I'm paying you more, okay? Fucking, give me a fucking break. Now look, I don't want to get into a long explanation. That's not what I came here for. My audience isn't here to hear to laugh. I mean, Gary's got wife and kids. And if I leave, who the fuck is going to hire him? <laughs> Joe, hi, you're on the air. Hey, man. Howard. Yeah. Man, <laughs> nothing. Listen, I think uh, it's time you come out of the closet with Ralph. Oh, please. Because I know, you, I know deep down, I mean that literally. All right, so I'm a homosexual. You're a, you're a sword swallower. Right. I'm a homosexual, you're right. Thanks, Howard. Right. What can I tell you? That's good. That would be easy. I'd love to be gay. It'd be so goddamn simple. But then, then, then when people ask me about why I'm separate from my wife, I just go, you know what? I'm gay. I told you something. I will not say no. I'm I told you it's a personal defect of mine. You don't have to say no. All you have to say is, yeah, that'd be great. I could use the help with Casey. That's fine. I know. I don't want to be told how to say it. I told you my problem. I don't want to be asked. You don't know that? No. You put me in a bad position. You asked me. Now I'm not a good guy. I want to be a good guy. You, I don't. Here's, listen to me again. I'm going to say for the 15th billion times since I've known you. Don't ask me if you can leave early. You know what you have to do, and you know when you have to leave. Don't ask me. So that means when I have to work. When I say I yes, leave? you can leave. Wait, it means no. Work, really? can I, leave? I have no idea what you make. Really? I, I, I have no yeah. idea. I got a guy now who's finding out the real names of the occupations of what the people do who bully me. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a fighter, so. Welcome, folks, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim Fix, and with me is Sam, and guess what we're covering? Obviously, you know from the title, we're going back into Hurricane Sandy. If you thought we forgot, you're wrong. It's just we needed a break from it because it was so cyclical and repetitive, and uh, we also needed to get other stuff done as well. We're GTD. Yeah, I, I was at one point w wishing I wasn't a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to continue. And it's, it's eight video segments, but we're not going to play every single one of them because the next one, it features like Ganji coming in and, and like just and John Lieberman coming in. And it's really boring. It's just really like nor, unlike the 15 Foundation, where every piece was kind of critical to the puzzle in, in some way. This one isn't like that. So we're going to go through a little more of this. Of course, Gary's going to call in uh, at some point during this. So here we go. Five, four, three. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't need to count down. <laughs> Leave that in. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. That's it. You want this? Everyone goes, you're so fucking lucky. It's not luck. There's no luck. It's not luck. 
It's well, hard even, work. Even people who look at no, us now. <laughs> it was it was a, a tremendous amount of luck in his case. Well, just remember what we recorded on Tuesday where he said that it's not hard work, that it's so easy, that anybody could do it, that why would he retire? All he has to do is open his mouth and talk. He doesn't oh, understand with, why guys retire. It's so oh, with easy. Reference, with reference to, uh, who was it that he was discussing? He was talking about other DJs who are retiring from the radio business, and he said, why would I hang it up? It's so easy. Well, yeah, the, okay, so yeah, he wasn't talking about anybody in general. He was talking, he was talking, he, he wasn't talking about anybody specifically. He was talking in general, why would you retire? They give you a boatload of money, or they give you a bunch of money, and and you bring back Jackie and I on Twitter, and on me, and, and we have a, a dialogue on Twitter, um, and I and, and uh, messaging each other. And it's like, dude, we, we have a little disagreement as to how much money he's actually making now, but that's neither here nor there. Either way, I said... If he's potting Robin down and he's not using Fred, get used to – and he's doing it during these interviews. Get used to the day where he decides, well, they're not contributing anything during the interviews. The interviews are all I really want to do anymore. The next contract comes and he's going to take it. It'll be for reduced money, and I think he's going to let go of Robin and Fred. Yeah, I agree with you. I also think – I do agree with you. I, I wouldn't have agreed with you two years ago, but seeing as how – they have been basically relegated to background noise and once in a while calling on them for something. He either gets annoyed when Robin contributes to the conversation mm -hmm. or she's so unsure of herself that she can contribute that it's awkward. Yep. And like he's saying here, um, this is hard work. No, no, it's not. You admitted it this week that this is such an easy job. Why would you hang it up? Right. First of all, he what he wants to say, what he should be saying is it was hard work back in the day. Mm -hmm. But even then it wasn't hard work in terms of you had, Fred, put your records away. You stole yeah. from other DJs. You didn't create things organically. And the stuff you did create wasn't necessarily that funny. Right. You had he other people also, do. Yeah. You had other people listening to the TV shows for you to cut up your audio, to remix your bullshit, to do your phony phone calls. I mean, he. It's always it's been easy for a long time. Oh yeah, you think about it. You've had you've had uh, so much assistance with the fact that your thievery wasn't fully accessible until people started file sharing, which well, was well that, into your career. Well, now that social media exists and the internet exists, he's escaped it, and the people now who have discovered that he is a thief, he's so irrelevant that it doesn't mm -hmm. even matter. No, it does not one bit. I don't know what we did to get here. Oh, people have no And they all want to be here. Oh, yeah. Well, now, yeah, this looks like fun. <laughs> it's easy now. You got it made. You got staffed. <laughs> I didn't have any staff. <laughs> there were plenty of times we didn't have staff. When I worked in Detroit, and I'm sitting there and shoveling the snow off my car, eight feet of oh. snow off my car so I can drive down that treacherous highway to get to this dumb radio station that no one was listening to anyway, but it was my job. Oh, you, oh, you trooper. Oh, <laughs> Tell the, the average time... working sniff, the average working stiff who's got snow to fucking, you know, t ice, they got ice to chisel off their fucking car every morning. But you're going to talk about this like you were in World War One. I know. I live in Buffalo, so I have no sympathy for this. I also, yeah. the amount of times, and I live in a more snow, snowy belt of the United States, mm -hmm. there's rarely a time it's eight feet. I mean, yeah. 
it, yeah. there's snow. I, I personally hate when it's ice more because it's harder to deal with. Oh, it's it's more arm strength to, and yeah. you're tired and you're like, fuck this. But, you're, taking, you're taking a bat to the windshield. <laughs> oh, I, it's so annoying. Yeah. You got there. That's it. That's what put food on the table was my career. Mm-hmm. What type of mechanism will you be using? What the fuck is he looking over at on the other side? He hardly ever does that. What the fuck could he be possibly looking at? Well, let's look Vi at the studio. What isn't there to look at in this? Well, well, Robin's not there. Uh, I know, but what I'm saying is, look at how busy this is. Well, yeah, obviously. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> type of mechanism. I love what it. mechanism does he use? I don't know. I don't know what his mechanism is. <laughs> I don't think I have any phones, do I? I, I again... No phones right now. We're working on it, though. All right. That's good. Wow. Working on it. Some things never change. Some things oh. never change. Robin, it's a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> it's their fault, Fillmore, that they can't. Oh, the telephone line went down in a hurricane. Oh, some things never change. Fuck you, cunt. If there were, if everything was buried in a live volcano and m melted to the ground, they'd still be bitching about it. Uh huh. Like, yeah, you know. It was working when I tried it earlier. That's another guy. He didn't show up yesterday. He didn't show, and it's fine. I mean, and listen. I probably won't be here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, but Howard, the day. So now Shuli going after Scott the engineer. I heard that really lame impression. Of course, and now so so we're just, we're talking to ourselves, asking yeah, that didn't sound right. We were discussing Ronnie's wedding, and and more notably, who wasn't there. Shuli wasn't there. Um, I think uh, who else was it? Fred wasn't there because Fred hates weddings and doesn't go, and probably didn't even give a gift. Um, or or his gift is in the mail. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good callback. Right, I have to go write a check. Um. And uh, a year later. <laughs> yeah, right. A year later when you call me on it and remind, thank me for my non-gift. And um, obviously Howard didn't go and he didn't make much of it on the show. But surely not being there, being in the back office staff and having such involvement with the whack Packers and then being with the news team and stuff. Now, mind you, other news people weren't there as well, but it it goes to show you that if he was really tight with any of those people, Shuli, with Ronnie specifically, he would have been there. Shuli has no respect for, for Shuli. Uh, Ronnie has no respect for Shuli. No, they, I think a lot of people don't. I was listening to a little bit this week on the wedding, and Howard was talking about it, especially when it came to John Hine. He had him in to talk about the gambling and stuff and playing craps with a bunch of people. But right. here's how I know JD is officially divorced. They were mm -hmm. talking about... Um, some stalker girl who kept following the crew around the entire weekend mm -hmm. and she wanted JD apparently. And they were saying, why don't you fuck her? You should have fucked her. And Howard was like, Oh, I had some wild pussy back in the day. I had my crazy pussy. And I was like, wait, which is it? Because I just remember that anecdote. We played where he said, no, I never gave out my phone number. Or I, I never did that stuff. Which is it? You either had a bunch of crazy pussy or you never took women home. Remember when he, him and Artie had he that conversation? He, he said, I couldn't get laid. He said, the ugliest, fattest girls, I couldn't even get them. The, the, the girls would he, laugh at me. But he said to Artie that he yeah. never took home strange pussy. 
That's right. And then, yeah, they, like that in his in his mad quote unquote mad tear days, because we're talking to different eras of his life, right? Well, Artie was like, wait a minute, that's not what when I was a fan you used right. to say. And he goes, No, really, I did I never took home strange pussy. But now in 2023, he's telling everybody that he took home wild, crazy pussy. Well, we've got the audio. Ralph says he would leave with some chick and I'd be stuck there in the VIP room and then they'd throw me out because I wasn't there the VIP was no longer there. <laughs> Who That's the fuck are room. you? Are you doppelganger? <laughs> Howard's body double. <laughs> after 9-11, 9-12, there was no reason not to get to work. Why should I try to come into work? And I knew I could smell yeah. sitting there in his house that he was not going to work on Well, <laughs> if you go to Scott's house, you know how much fun is going on in there. Why would you want to leave? Robin tried to escape two disasters that day. Yeah. One was the terrorist attack. The other was Scott's vehicle. Right. I, don't, if, I don't know if we'll ever cover the 9-11 show because, number one, it's really long. Second of all, there, there's so much assholery involved in it, as, as important as it might be to some people. And it's also a lot of people just don't want to hear it. Loads of people do. I think more people want to hear it than not. But I have, I, there's 30, 40% of you guys on Patreon, for example, that will just don't want, will not tune into it, I'm certain. Well, I kind of think it's, really parallel to what we're going through world crisis right now, how everything kind of seems to be exploding mm -hmm. and interesting how we haven't learned a goddamn thing. And we still have these <laughs> people in charge who are rah, 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 war. <laughs> like, well, did we learn nothing. And, and Robin's like, you know, bitch, he's like, Oh God, you know, it's like Robin debating some people's work ethic. Now, mind you, she, I will tell you, say about Robin, she had so little to do on the show. There's no reason for her to ever miss a fucking day. And the only time she did was of course her surgery. And, um, you know, <laughs> we're not talking the Cleveland book signing signing. That's, that's a different story. Yeah. That's not at work. But when she had her surgery and she was out doing, getting treatment and stuff, obviously that's, that's a, a different situation, but like her talking about Scott's work ethic when we've heard the stories about Scott and what he had to do to make fucking ends meet. Well, she smells it, Fillmore, that he wasn't <laughs> she smells that he wasn't going to be in work as she's saying this from bed. Yes. At home. Yeah. <laughs> she tried everything. She had. A, did you have Scott drop you off at the mall, Robin? I did. I had I'm him drop and they closed on me. <laughs> I like that Scott wasn't here for Yom Kippur. Uh, yeah. Are you religious? No, but I do want to honor my honor. What? Honor what? I, look, I would if I I'd, I'd take Passover. I'd take every fucking Rosh Hashanah. I'd take every fucking Jewish holiday off if I was Jewish. I don't understand why it's not crazier for Robin to get dropped off at the mall on 9-11 versus hanging out at somebody's house during a terrorist attack. I mean, that to me is more insane. Uh, yeah, a little bit. And then she, 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 she said, and they, they quit on me. They closed the mall. <laughs> they me. wouldn't open for me. <laughs> oh, sorry. You... The Robin entrance is the West wing. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> they didn't open special for me. <laughs> it was one of the worst days in America's history. And yeah. she's fucking miffed that they won't <laughs> stay open for her. Oh, I'm sorry. Macy's is closing, ma'am. Get the fuck out of here. Carrie and I covered this early on. Like the big tragedy, which she realized, and I love Ben's Photoshop, was that she realized if she was in the tower, she couldn't walk downstairs to save her life. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never not be funny.
not about the thousands of other people who lost their lives in it. Fuck's sake, and not to mention the the first responders that died. Fuck's sake. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> none of my commitments other than work. Yes, I have other commitments. Hey, you don't know. I'm and I like when they, I like when everyone that. gets mad at me. They go, "You don't know. You know, you don't know what I'm up to." Who are you? Yeah. Well, remember when you know Scott was a member of the Block Party group, and then he decided he wanted to leave. <laughs> The group because Ronnie left to do some work. Yeah. So he decided he needed a day off yeah. from the block party too, and he lied and said he had a family wedding to go to. A family no, cousin. Trust me, no, no one, wedding. No one's giving Scott the recording studio to run. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, can't be there. <laughs> hey, when I, when I was talking to Gary, here's another one. How are you? Such a fucking asshole about this. Can I depend on you or shit? Do you forget already that during Hurricane Irene? You had your personal weatherman and flew out to Pittsburgh like a fucking <laughs> pussy. Yeah, I flew out to Pittsburgh, but I didn't do it on work day. <laughs> okay. Hello, El Roker. Yeah, no kidding. You were well, pussy on your day I'm off. I'm a pussy. I can do whatever I want on my day off. I don't yeah. care. You have so many of them. And yeah. I'm not a pussy. My wife <laughs> wanted the animals moved, and we moved them. And uh, we had nowhere else to go, and she wanted to go see her family. She said, let's do it. I said, okay. Wait. She wanted to move, what, from a fucking stately mansion? Way to throw Beth under the bus. Remember what a big deal it was for him to even meet her family? They had to have Dr. Oh, Abloin, and he had to make it like he was sacrificing, like he was losing a leg. <laughs> he made it like it was a sit-down with the Tatalias and the Barzinis. Oh, <laughs> he did. <laughs> Is he like put a gun behind the toilet? Yeah, fuck. So in the middle of a storm, I got on a plane. That's how much of a <laughs> pussy I am. You fucking asshole. Guarantee another guy. Guy who ever wrote this letter, if I could find him, it's another guy sitting at home, you know, probably out of work or, you know, and, and sitting there going, woe is me. Why can't I find a job? You wonder why, and people ask themselves why he, why his influence faded. Well, pissing on the fans like this was not a particularly good way to do it. And the other thing is, if you had, if if you'd had a bit more balls and actually, if let someone on the line and went at yes. them, no, it's a, you're, it's shadow boxing with an email. Exactly, and not being funny either. I could no. see if you decided to come in and do a really funny show. Yeah. But this is the show, shadow boxing yeah. with emails and narcissistically <laughs> talking about yourself while shitting on the entire staff. You don't even get audio. Like, it's not even audio of Andy Dick anymore. It's just theoretical uh, statements or uh, assumptions based on whatever, some inf some intel he thinks is, is uh, crucial. Well, what did... What did he do with Michael Rappaport that we just played? He, the second well, we he did, even we, got we a did. little bit of pushback. Oh, what you mean the, uh, the recent recording of that we did. Yes. This, yeah. he, they, he could not wait to hang up with him. That's of why he not. doesn't No, So he's got to no. either read the emails, shadow box with the tape. He can't have a real caller challenge him. Oh God. That one time when, when the caller, she called in and said, uh, you know, that he was a hypocrite for m m making fun of Deirdre Imus and, uh, and Deirdre and uh, uh, Imus, uh, their cancer ranch or whatever. And then saying, oh, you know, if it wasn't for Imus, no one would care about this person, Deirdre's 
whatever it was, her side project. And then she would, they were saying, well, if it wasn't for you, no one would give a fuck about Beth and her calendar and her book and everything yes. else. And then she, she got on the air. Like she definitely got on the air and he, she, and he said like, oh, I never heard the wrap up show. She goes, I know you did. And he, he got flustered. He started going, I, 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 I got to bail out of this call. I, I, I can't deal with cr- crazy women. And that, that when I heard that, I said, so this is what happens to him in the face of real opposition. He folds like a, a fucking deck chair. But we've seen it even on a lesser scale, like people who challenge him slightly, like a Bill Maher or something. It's all, oh, you know, I don't mean that. Or he doesn't, Ooh. he has, he stands for absolutely nothing. He's terrified of confrontation. Yes. And he's terrified of looking, um, he's terrified of being challenged in front of an audience too. He loses control and he he lashes out aimlessly at everything around him. That's how, that's, that's how, like how little self-control he has over himself when this happens. Even when there, it's not even a challenge, when it's something like an interview and they're just asking him basic questions that you would expect any interviewer to ask. He gets so nervous that, oh, yeah. he, that he just starts, you know, humping them, hugging them, kissing them because you can't even, it's not, you're being defensive over basic questions. Yeah, well, and and all that 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 whole fucking interview, and like we said many times, he does it every time there's an interview that's long form, so he can kill any opportunity to uh, possibly ask him personal questions that he doesn't want to answer, that he knows he's going to feel uncomfortable answering. He's comfortable blathering and knowing he's not giving anybody anything or repeating talking points for the upteenth time. So no different than Jackie when Jackie does interviews. It's the same answers to even similar slightly similar questions even if they're different questions he'll find a way to crowbar his you know certain same anecdotes unfortunately it's like a a a jukebox that only plays certain songs yeah well he thinks that i mean if you're not a trained listener you think that he's asking these shocking out of left field questions during these sort of interviews when he does appearances on like let's say letterman or bill maher or whatever but these shocking questions aren't they're not meant to be shocking on purpose. They're meant to distract away from him at all costs. That's right. At all costs. And it's just like, um, you know, in the better half, I was discussing this with, uh, with, okay, was it you? Yeah. And, and we were saying how the reason why he called in during Mm -hmm. the better half was because, uh, Beth was getting drunk and not able to direct traffic the way he ordered her to and and told her, this is what you have to do. It can't be about you and me. I want it to be about everybody else. And he, because he couldn't count on her, he decided, I got to step in. And that's why he called in. And I think she was starting to sound a little cunty. Yes. And he had to do damage control because it was looking bad. And, he, and in, in the end, it didn't matter. He looked bad. She looked bad for the most part. Yes. Yep. They were attacking me on Twitter. How dare I come after Gary? Gary's been here for years. How dare I open my mouth and goof on him? I said, what? Who's what? goofing on him? No one was even goofing on him. I just said, Gary, I can't make that decision for you. You ha- I gave you options. You can stay in the city in a hotel or you can go home. And either way, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, it I'm sounds fine. Be here. Yeah. What is your mechanism? <laughs> I go, I don't know my mechanism. I'm just going to be here. I'm going to find a way to do the show. Who's goofing on you? You just did. And you did well, before. Is, and you'll yeah. continue to do it. 
it's it's total this is really bad gaslighting like one of the worst i've ever seen him do probably and, the, probably the worst in 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 massive succession over days it's this and the gaslighting about not wanting to be married and stuff that too but also think about this surely now we've been doing the these saga this saga for a while he has nothing new to bring to the table except for re purposing the same complaint about oh poor me gary can't take the heat and gary can't call in gary doesn't have a phone right now maybe he'll be calling in we know he will but point being shuli has no material every single time we've done this session it's been the same complaints right he's he's supposed to be a a, well a third voice but a second mic really because robin's not there uh, even though she's on on the phone but you know i don't i don't count that he's in person and it's almost like he's a shitty, like sound drop that Fred forgot and hit accidentally with his elbow a couple times. That's yes. how incidental he is. But it's making, it's making Howard worse because every time Shuli keeps bringing up these same issues because he has no fresh material, Howard gets back on this loop. And so this is the most agonizing show because Shuli has nothing new to say and Howard loves repeating the same complaints. Well, if Artie was in there right now, just say, for example, if he was actually in studio, he wouldn't be agreeing with Art, with Howard. He'd have to be letting him rant and just keeping his mouth shut because that's He'd how either... Artie was. Well, he I think he would do that for a while, but then maybe have some stories to regale us with. Sure. Or something, 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 enter- something entertaining because he'd be bored shitless. It'd be like when, um, you know, when he'd have a guest like Kathy Griffin would come in and Artie would go to sleep. Um, he would have to just tune out because he said, this is, look, when some of these guests come in, this is a fucking day off for me, uh, because I know he doesn't want me interacting with them. And I have a feeling it's, it's just not going to be funny. It's not going to be entertaining. So the best thing to do is let it go as quick as possible. Let him talk to them and that's it. And if he in, in brings me in, in the interview, fine, I'll talk, but otherwise I'm going to want that one to go pass by as, as fast as possible. Well, that's what Steve-O said that Artie told him you have no idea how many people waste our time. <laughs> yes. Fuck yeah. Jesus. That's why Lord. he loved what when Steve-O me- came in. Yes, absolutely. We'll tell you if you're doing the show uh, uh, from the studio, how, uh, don't you need to know who's going to be there? I go, no, I, whoever's there, I'll do the show with. I said, I know Fred's going to be there because I can depend on him to be there. He told me so. You know who? Well, there you go again. That, right. But it's fine. But it's fine that he's not there. It's no big deal, right? Right. What is yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Harry, that's not a put down of you. Fred said he will be there. I can depend on him being there. Why is that about you? Because it's a backhanded fucking dig, you cocksucker. Oh God, I I don't have. I, if I had more middle fingers, I yeah. I wish I did at this moment. <laughs> you wish Fuck. you had ten, but ten middle fingers. Yeah. Give me another hand, please, God. <laughs> Oh, my God. I, I tell you, I'm exhausted from this. Take it back. Doug Goodstein, I don't get this guy. I don't know what his story is, but fine. He wants to stay home. Stay home. Scott, the engineer, wants to stay home. Stay fucking home. I don't care. Then shut the fuck up and move on. <laughs> this took eight videos. I guarantee the Howard TV staff, they made us eight, eight fucking videos because they wanted to illustrate exactly how much of a dickhead Howard was. Nothing else got this much coverage ever. Trips to Vegas, trips to the fucking Playboy Mansion, nothing. This was their way of fucking getting revenge at him. I guarantee it. 
You're right. I never thought of it that way. Literally eight. And and they're an hour long. Uh, the wrap up show. They made sure that the wrap up show was fully featured there. Sometimes for fucking forty minutes. A couple times it was thirteen. There's a thirteen minute clip we're gonna go through at one point. Uh, but generally everything was was documented for this thing. This was their way to see. Oh, you. We'll put. We're gonna feature you prominent this week. Yeah, You're gonna have what, a whole yeah. series on you. Well, yeah, and I guaranteed Goodstein was saying, like, okay, we'll see how fucking good you are when we are all out of fucking studio and you have nothing to do, but all you're doing is ragging on us, and this is how funny you are, shithead. And how narcissistic Howard is and how Everything. stupid Shuli is. They, he probably thought, oh, great, see how lame my staff is? See how, see what a hard worker I am? Not even probably thinking how bad this is coming off. But, but let's, I might as well take off Wednesday. They took off Monday and Tuesday. What's the point? Oh, we'll get the whole week. Well, I know Governor Chris Christie wants us to stay off the road, so... Uh, <laughs> Governor Chris Christie, I want to I look like him. Yeah. Uh, round. Yeah, the governor. The governor said stay off the roads. That means you're going to get pulled the fuck over if you are on the roads. It's not... Are you? If could you imagine if there's that state of emergency driving order? You say I got to get to a radio show. A radio show. It's not like you're an EMT. You're not a nurse. You're not a doctor. Firefighter. You, nothing. I have Reserve, to get to the really, Howard Stern show. Right. Fuck you. Turn around and go home. Isn't that the same situation in the winter? If they give you that stay-at-home order, they issue that order. They actually will impound you or put tow you. Yeah, you have to. They'll either. You get a ticket or they turn you back around and you got to go home. They're not going to let you go. Any idea how much that fine would be, like the ticket would be? I don't know. I know a lot of people during the blizzard got tickets on their cars, which eventually they did. They got rid of them. But the people who were on the roads and left their cars because then the plows couldn't get through and the right. driving order was issued. So mm -hmm. we told you not to drive. And now your cars are all over the fucking street and we can't get through. Okay. How, so then how they much, got they gave them tickets, like and then they had hundred, to impound them. Yeah, because then they had to impound the cars, and they had to yeah. go get their own cars. Yeah. Oh fuck, Jesus! What a bite out of your wallet, Jesus H Christ! And a well, pain in the ass. Well, you gotta follow the rules. Yeah, you do. He's going to reschedule Halloween. I mean, it was amazing. I can't even believe the show's up and running without Scott being here. <laughs> Two days, and the show sounds as good as it ever sounded. Go figure. How do we do it? Drink. Ugh. And I, even Jason, I mean, he he had a run home yesterday. I'm like, Jason, what are you running home to? You got an apartment. Ew. I said, dude, stay in a hotel. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I got to get home. Okay. Okay. I didn't bust anybody. These no. homes are like, you don't. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> I'm a psycho. I feel psychotic listening to this. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is nuts. From some lawyer telling me that I killed Jason by making him stay at work. I don't want to hear it. Everybody makes their own decision. I, it just sets everybody off when I decide to come to work. No, nobody cares. No one cares that you go to work. They're pissed off that you're talking shit about them, that they're not there. There's a statewide order not to drive. Mm -hmm. The hotel thing was sketchy till the last minute. That's right. Like the first thing out of their mouths should have been, guys. Next week we have there's like the it's not like the it's not like the hurricane is came out of someone's back pocket and they just <laughs> hey got, you know hey look at this I got this at the dollar store, um it's 
you know, they know days in advance this is coming. It could hit there theoretically. Who knows where, what, you know, what ends of what cities <laughs> it's going to hit, what parts of the state. But we know it's coming. That's what meteorologists do. They predict weather patterns and they well, see like, it with radar. It's not like they have a gun. It's not like they have a little, like the, the thing at the top of the barn decide, that, that shows which, which direction the wind is coming from. It's like being surprised that Christmas came around this year. They know yeah. when it's yeah. coming. They have right. a great idea. So they could have had, okay, guys, here's what we did. We blocked off this these floors for the hotel across the street from our station. You guys bring your families. We catered all the meals because it's important <laughs> for you to come into work. If Gary couldn't sort out what to throw out of his own refrigerator, do you think they had the foresight to get no. budget under budget budget considerations for hotels well in advance? No way. I guarantee it was that morning Tim Sabian called a couple, whatever the, the Radisson or whatever the fuck it was, probably the fucking Howard Johnson, who knows, and said, you know, can you give us a rate? Da 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 da. And and Howard and maybe even went out of Tim's own pocket, but but then but then he got the money from Sirius. We we know this from uh, later podcasts uh, interviews with Tim, and like but in that moment you don't know until it happens on that day. If you're the worker, how are you supposed to know this is this is an option? Well, the weather was definitely known, and yeah, I'm I'm so shocked they weren't planned. See that brilliant planner, Robin, who was upset on nine eleven that the mall was closing. Um, <laughs> let's trust her. <laughs> I needed to go to Spencer's. <laughs> I needed a World Trade Center. Crystal I needed ball. a lava lamp. <laughs> yeah, and then I become um, an asshole, <laughs> and I'm a jerk because I'm coming into work. I don't know. Maybe the three-day-a-week <laughs> schedule is killing everybody. But it's I remember, much. you too know, much. being a kid, and as you said, in blizzards. And I guess my father thought it was important to have a job. Oh, I bet he did. Go to work in the. Well, I guess my father thought it was important to have a job. Okay, she's being was sarcastic. This, was this before or after he pretend molested you, Rob? <laughs> Blizzard. Right. Yeah, so and my somehow the house stayed there. Right. Oh, yeah, my father wouldn't come home for three days. It's like, this okay, we insult. stayed in the house. And then, and then. Somehow the house stayed there. This is an insult to any person who's ever lost their house to a natural disaster. This is after Katrina, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. And the, and the blizzard, uh, when, when was that? 2004, I think. Uh-huh. Or ish. Yeah, I think, I think so. Um, well, you know, first of all, in a blizzard, you don't necessarily lose your home. You might lose your power. And a fucking hurricane and typhoons, they level they level fucking properties. That's exactly what they do. Tornadoes. People lost power. Mm -hmm. Like a blizzard, people lost power and died because of that. Right. This is like she, 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 I'm surprised if it was, you know, 2023, it'd be Robin saying, you know what, the, the situation in, in Gaza right now, she, you know, we had, we had a blizzard. We went to work. Yeah. <laughs> we went, we were massive. We were beheaded at a music festival, <laughs> but you know like, what? We, we made it in. They're leveling buildings. Yeah. You know? Fuck. We, we took care know. of the house. What was he going to do anyway? There was nothing to do. Well, if there's tree falls on the house, I mean, well, that's like saying, well, if the world blows oh, up, 
pockets. The tree falls on the house, and then there's a big hole in my house. Anything. And then I'm going to get a toppling to to <laughs> to cover the hole. And I mean, he's imagining scenarios that I I mean. It's I do you know what he would have to do if a tree fell into his house? Well, I also like he's imagining road warrior, like like you know, right. Mary and the kids will be all alone. I will mercy. shoot the marauder. I will be like <laughs> someone is trying. Mel Gibson. To, yeah, someone's trying Mad to. Mad Max. Someone's trying to eat Murphy. All hell is breaking loose. <laughs> I'll use gasoline as currency. No. But he is right in the sense that when natural disasters happen, especially in shittier areas or even nicer areas, when the power's off, you know, all the police and um, law enforcement arm are tied up doing so many different things. A lot of people take advantage of that and start smashing windows, breaking into homes, robbing, stealing, raping, robbing, the whole thing. <laughs> sure. I mean, it, the, well, it's 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 when uh, you know society starts to crumble. All of a sudden, the worst elements—that's their, their, you know, that's their their time to shine, shine and flourish. And say, yeah. wow, that was this our opportunity. I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't read the uh, the news reports since post pandemic. How New York crime is is you know what 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 level <laughs> it's at and stuff. But I've I've seen in the last few months some of these subway assaults and stuff like on the platforms and what have you that are just going through the roof. Yeah, it's crimes out of control and it's a lot um theft is out of control assaults mm -hmm. random assaults too so you know of course people use though natural disasters for its gotham city all of a sudden real quick yeah yeah. There are zombies in my neighborhood. If a tree fell into his house, he would have to leave yeah, the house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know where he'd try to be? Manhattan, where it was dry. Right, he'd come to a hotel. Uh, Listen to the house. The tree falls on his house. He's going to get out in a storm. And, uh, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot that's trying to protect my house. Yeah, kind of. He acts like trees aren't a big deal. Yeah. I got to make a Photoshop of Howard, the slouching dead. Fuck <laughs> I, I I really want like the tree from the Wizard of Oz to just pop up in the studio and just start beating the fuck out of Howard with apples. I hate him. <laughs> It'd be great. You gotta lift the tree to get that retard strength. <laughs> should have just put the trampoline on the roof. The yeah. tree would have bounced right off. Well, he could have bounced into Manhattan. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, right. No, he's gonna, <laughs> what a joke! Oh no, trees falling. Get That's our escape plan. If, if the tree falls on the house, Mary's gonna bounce on the trampoline and bounce to bounce to Pittsburgh. And she's gonna tie a bungee cord around. Did you see? Did you see how great Julie set up that joke? Do you know how many? Great things that probably went through his mind. The trampoline on the house and the tree bounces on it. Right. Oh, and, wow, Shuli. <laughs> and because I got half a chuckle out of this nitwit fucking Bustada next to me, let me do a callback five seconds <laughs> later because <laughs> it's that strong. <laughs> Does it even mentally, when you think of a tree bouncing off a trampoline on the house, the absurdity of it, it's not even funny. It's uh, not. No, it's a no, horrible ever... visual. I remember I was it was Ice Storm ninety eight. I remember specifically trees on houses going into rooftops. Oh yeah. Because that's how old they were, that's how heavy they were, and that's how much and literally falling down because of the weight of the ice on the goddamn tree. That's what people couldn't grasp. Yeah, the the damage from the blizzard that we had last year, there was trees everywhere. Uh -huh. It was crazy. Yeah. Me, so when she bounces, she pulls me up in the air. There she goes. I still have that image of that Photoshop of the uh, soup, the car, like brake fluid soup. <laughs> it looks like a demented punch bowl in the Howard Stern household. 
Oh, Christ. Oh, my goodness. We will be using the trampoline mechanism. Yeah. You know, oh, if somebody, Julie. and they did, if somebody was predicting 80 mile an hour winds, I'd try to get away from my house and all trees. <laughs> my God, my apartment was nuts. Where are you going They say then, the better Robin? buildings sway with the wind, but yeah. holy mackerel. I'm sitting at my desk last night. And um, like like all of a sudden, I felt like I was on a boat, you know, when they really? rock back and seasick. forth. Were you Patton Oswald writing a letter to apologize for being friends <laughs> with Dave Chappelle? <laughs> Just at a desk. <laughs> and so Shuli, the, like Shuli's done the trampoline thing now three times. This is his new, you know, the I spoke Hebrew to this old couple on <laughs> an airplane mm-hmm. joke again and again and again. Len and I are going to do a show where we use every single instance of him using that fucking joke and see oh, if yeah. we laugh anytime and just see what the kind of stupid reactions are. Um, it's like somebody who pops a pimple and then can't stop touching it until it looks like a hole in their face. It's just enough. <laughs> it is more than enough. Yeah. We, and I was like, oh, I must be a fucking idiot. I'm, I'm like I'm hallucinating. And then Beth says to me, do you feel like the, the the whole? She goes, I'm getting a little seasick. I go, well, yeah, me too. It's crazy. Wow. Strong winds and the I winds. I kept hearing noises. You're creaking. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robin, you were fucking. I fucking can't. I kept hearing noises. You're at the Amityville Horror. (laughs) Robin. Robin. (laughs) Friendlies, 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 friendlies. (laughs) Crazy. I was like, what's that? (laughs) And I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to fall asleep. It was so noisy. And I was like, two seconds later, I'm like, I'm conscious. It's good to sleep in a storm. Oh, my God. I woke up. It was like, where's the storm? There's no storm. (laughs) I know. I woke up the same way. I was like, oh, I think it's over. I said to Beth, we're going to need Ambien. And I was getting angry at Beth because Beth sleeps through anything. And I was like, we're going to need Ambien. We're gonna... And she goes, maybe I, you know. All I know is I fell asleep and didn't wake up till 4 o'clock. <laughs> well, that's a revelation, Ambien. So they have oh, it's Ambien. Not, it's not a revelation. Back the, I've got loads of clips of him, not loads, but a few at least, uh, talking about needing Ambien and relying. He he definitely has a a requirement for sleeping pills. He's He's talked about it for on and off he's talked about it through a couple decades now i can't i i just didn't recall that yep he hmm. uh he so and, and the thing is with him it's always he has to be pushed into something and before it becomes normal so drinking didn't become normalized until he got single and someone put a drink in his hand and he loved how he felt but he was never going to do it himself like everything else in his life like mm-hmm. uh you know fucking like getting fucked up the ass. I'm sure Ralph suggested that to him too. And mm-hmm. um, so <laughs> when it came to, I'm sure with pills, the big worry, the big concern on him was I'm going to lose control. And Ambien well, just a sleeping pill, isn't it? Yes. You, you lose, you, you won't have control of your ability to stay up, but it doesn't mean, I mean, it's not really, it, it, is it really losing control? You just go to sleep. It depends. Like, because if you're somebody who pushes through that period and mm-hmm. that's like when you get in trouble where you do things like people who are on Ambien. I've heard stories where they're cooking. They don't even remember. They Oh, really? It, it, yeah, that's a there's I remember when uh, listening to news stories, Roseanne tweeting. She didn't no, even that, remember that sending a, the tweets. Was that, that was an Ambien. That was something else, wasn't it? No, it was Ambien. She was tweeting okay. on Ambien. So is it so there's the, times is it, where if you it, don't go to sleep, 
Okay. When you're supposed to, and you push through that period, you kind of have like no memory of what you're doing. It's like being asleep awake. Would it be a situation where they didn't take enough or it just didn't work no matter because of that for their body chemistry, it didn't help them. I'm not sure. Hmm. Curious. Yeah, I guess. so <laughs> what was <laughs> an ambient in the company decided ambient does not cause people to make racist tweets. <laughs> That's not one of the side effects. <laughs> no, I, at least I hope not. <laughs> yeah, and, and, uh, and I hate to defend Roseanne because I can't stand her. I found her completely obnoxious. But if you saw that the, the woman that if you looked at the woman who she did make fun of, she doesn't necessarily you wouldn't. I don't know that you'd presume she was African-American. Well, that was Roseanne's whole point. She didn't know she was black. She thought she was white. Well, there you go. And I mean, that's that's a plausible defense. I hate to say it. I thought so, too. Yeah. I mean, does it make her a better person for making stupid, making stupid statements on fucking Twitter? No, but uh, it might I lessen be, the I wouldn't severity. be on social media if I knew I took an Ambien. Go kid, no kidding. Fuck. There should be some ambient lockout control. <laughs> yeah. She was up all night. <laughs> I guess I had unstressed so much on her that. Oh, by the way, what am I going to do about the Jimmy Kimmel show? Now, yeah. Jimmy. Oh, well, he canceled last night. Yeah. The only problem is there's. Is there more storm coming or I don't are we think done? So. Oh, I, no more. Oh, I think. The, the they, and this was when Kimmel was based in New York, I suppose. So, Jimmy, are you going to give him shit for canceling his show? Are you going to say, say what, a, what a pussy? I, oh, I can't depend on Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Jimmy's famous. He's more famous oh, than Howard no. at this point. Go That's figure. Right. Yeah. So, Bowie, you need your own show on the WB and then yeah. you'll be fine. Put your trampoline mm -hmm. up Howard's ass. He's happy with that. Yeah. Of it is gone. That's they for sure. They said there still could be flash thunderstorms, some flooding. Yeah, flooding is also. What is it, JD? If you want at seven thirty, that John Blairis will be oh, here. He can, he can tell you what's going on. That was clear. That's the weatherman. Did you sleep here last night? No, I slept in a hotel room. Oh, you did. I mean, I barely got any sleep though. Won't you? He looks like every fucking road animal that's been hit by a car and smushed right now. It's unbelievable that, unbelievable that, he that he's married. made it in life whatsoever. <laughs> it's amazing. It's extraordinary. Yeah. I mean, it, this is a guy who you would expect to be with like on with handcuffs going up to the bench, be waiting for the judge to lay down the statement. I mean, for real, he just reminds me of one of those people that never leaves their basement with like a headset on playing, you know, some video game or chatting on the internet. Nothing yeah. else. Right. Worried about the mechanism? I was very nervous about everything going on today. Yeah. We were also like two blocks away from that crane that's about to fall. I know. I know. We're like two blocks away Did from it. you see that crazy crane? JD. Yeah. We'll just get a trampoline and the tr crane will bounce off. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so a crane that weighs like, I don't know, 20 tons is going to be displaced because there's that strong winds. But that's but there's nothing wrong. Like nobody has to nobody needs to stay home. Why couldn't it have decapitated at least one of them? <laughs> <laughs> at least. I'm glad I could depend on you being here. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Yeah. Good job. This kid this kid was well, up he here. He has no house. <laughs> he was doing Jason's job and Gary's job, and him and Steve Steve Brandano were doing the job. Uh, and then Al helped out, then Jim McClure and right, everyone. Jimmy, back. Jimmy McClure. Al. No. You know what this cruise called, Howard? The Dependables. Yeah. <laughs> That's what these guys are.
surely thank you so much dude that was that that was like a richard lewis line oh he was thinking about that for so long and it hits so poorly (laughs) by the way i I notice how jd doesn't shit on anybody for not being here he's just like no big deal all right because at at, at the very at the very least he knows what Shuli's doing is going to cost him. He doesn't want to lose what little he has. He doesn't Shuley shit doesn't on care. anybody. So go no. JD. Well, I mean, in that in that respect alone, yeah, I guess. And then there are the undependables. Yeah. The us. expendables. The expendables. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying the Pelicans, you know, retarded thinking. Um, and How's Alabama? Expendable. <laughs> Expendable. Yeah, right. So, guys, right now, Gary's actually managed to find a way to call in. So, here we go with Bowie doing his, you know, re- re- in his rebuttal. All right, Gary. You calm down. Robin, do you want to speak to Gary? Why not? All right. Baba Bowie is on the phone. He called in? Yeah. Baba Bowie. I want to Whoa. find out if the house is still there. How's you, how did you make out with the house? Any trees fall on it, or did the trampoline get away from you? Hey, can, I make a, can I make a quick statement? Yes. <laughs> I want to point out to both of you guys that I harbor no animosity or resentment. When I said yesterday, you guys have different circumstances, that's what I meant. And, and I'm getting some weird feedback on this phone, by the way, so I apologize. Yeah, well, well first of all, you attacked me because I, all I said to you is, Gary, are you staying at Dominic's? Gary attacked Howard? Right. What? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Opposite Day, Sam. No. Can I Hello? depend on you being here? Meaning, who is going to be here tomorrow and who isn't? Well, and I then you went into a long, and I don't want to rehash it, but we, you went into oh, a long, like, vicious attack about my. <laughs> we don't, we don't want to rehash it. Oh, why? Because you look like a fucking asshole? Yeah, just a little bit. Lifestyle, how I have more than you. No, it's not about how it was. And it was just like, hey, Gary, I don't, I, I wasn't, I just said to you, look, if you want to stay in this city with your family or alone, there's an option. We have a hotel room for you. I mean, I found myself to be very accommodating. <laughs> and I feel that I was very much attacked by you and my I lifestyle. Try, I wasn't trying to attack you. I was feeling defensive because you were calling my loyalty into question. And I think I No, you to got paranoid when I said, can I depend on you? You don't like how I word things. So this is the third time Gary came back, but not armed with anything. I don't understand why he's being so stupid. You should have, by now, how do you not realize he's gaslighting the fuck out of you? And he's lying. Also, how do you not realize that there's no winning this with him? There's just no winning. Like unless well, I you're wouldn't prepared, have called in. Well, well, that's the point. You have to leave. You have to be like Allison and just say uh, goodbye. That's it. And unless you're prepared to go in there and say fuck you and fuck you, you fat loaf of fucking dog shit. You're at home right now. You have no like to, to Robin and Shuli say, well, Shuli, you don't give a fuck about your family one bit. You never have. And you right. want to lay waste to the entire napalm, the entire studio and prepare your CV for another job because there's no way Howard would stand for that from Gary. Right. I I feel like Gary should have not called in. He should have, you know, poured a bottle of scotch, put on some fucking vinyl. You know, him and Mary have a nice day off. Chain smoke all day. Yes, just, do your edibles. Yeah. Fuck him. 
Absolutely. Like that's 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 the that would have been the smart way. But Bowie is not smart. No, he's not. Jesus. But, but it was that was what it was. It wasn't an attack. It was about can I depend on you to be here? You said I, you cannot. After much me dragging it out of you, you finally you said, look, I can, you can't depend on me to be here. And I said, okay, that's it. Don't don't worry no, about. No, you it. didn't. Even last night when you called. We've just listened to an entire section of it wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. What have yep. we been listening to? Am I am I insane? <laughs> no, you're not. We to ask about the mechanism by which I would determine whether I was going to be here. I, uh, by the way, by, I meant by that. I just wanted to know how I would know whether you were going to be on. I, I, said, I said, turn on your radio and you'll know. Oh, oh that's professional. Yeah, exactly. No, what, I, how will I know until I listen? Will I be on the phone calling you as I'm battling to get in here? No, I'm going to try to <laughs> like he's hacking through weeds. <laughs> I know, like he's <laughs> jungle burger. The craziest part, though, is yes, we. I even forgot about this. Howard, up until the last minute, wasn't sure if he was even going to be in there. So right. his lack of preparation for himself even was leaving everybody up in jeopardy. So why would anybody fuck up their whole day trying to get into the city, figuring out driving bans, worried about their family, and then come to find out he doesn't even show up? If the boss is going to leave it to the last day of the year, Christmas or whatever, to tell people whether they got rehired or not, like literally days before their contract is supposed to be up, then he doesn't give a fuck about a a national emergency or a statewide emergency. That's a great parallel and point. That's that's this is essentially the same mentality and how he handled that situation. He doesn't care about them whatsoever. No, not at all. And in here, when I get in here, I'm going to get the show set up. You're not here. What are you worried about? I mean, if you're so worried about made them be here. Once you're not here, once you're not here, I got it. I got to figure out how I'm going to get here. What good does it do me to call you to tell you I'm on my way in here? Well, you didn't have to someone else. Well, then then you arrange for that. Why do I have to arrange for it? And you know that you know that Sussy is on his farm laughing at all the idiots who stayed behind. Right oh now. yeah, he's he's just so at peace with the world listening to this, knowing he made the right decision. But he knew it back then as he was making it. You could tell because nothing right. bothered him. He just let the, it fly all off his back, unlike right. Gary. He, le- he left a year before this, and he could see it as plain as like he he could not see that there's there's going to be a fucking hurricane. I'm not that stupid, but. Um, he he knew that there was just more of this debasement uh, headed if everybody's way. Well, if it wasn't going to be the hurricane, it was going to be your let go a Something. week before my 50th birthday. And I'm going to tell you with little notice or fanfare or goodbyes on, on the um, air. Yeah, on the air. But listen to him saying to Gary right now, he's saying, "Um, how did I know I was going to get in or how are you that? And then he said the thing. Before he was saying, oh, we prepared these hotel rooms. You could have stayed at a hotel. And now he's saying that he had nothing prepared. That Zero responsibility. Zero so, responsibility for his own show. Gary, just hang up the phone. Mm-hmm. Leave it. Well, well, I was just, you say, you could have said, hey, call Ronnie. Call Tim. I'm just trying to I don't know what you should do. I don't know. You're a big boy. You figure it out. You're the boss. 
if you don't know what he's supposed to do, what is the point? It mm-hmm. Tim, this is all because he didn't make any decisions. So mm-hmm. Tim's running around with his head cut off trying to figure out hotels, no hotels, food, no food. Everything that's happening right now is because of your lack of leadership, you coward. His lack of leadership and his insane need to have everybody dancing on hot plates, like chickens on hot plates. And I can only imagine the level of stress. Think of poor Tim, who has oh, got sick parents at this point in time. Oh. He's And he doesn't know what the fuck he's going to do. He knows that this show is going to shit. It's going to... And the shit, whatever shit gate, all that stuff, fuck that. But he... Every decision he makes is his own decision, and uh-huh. he doesn't know if he's going to be praised for it, if he's going to get yelled at. How could you do that? I didn't okay a budget for fucking hotels. Who's paying for that? I'm not paying for it. That's Howard. That's Howard going like, and then why didn't you get hotels? Well, any of the things that Howard at, during this time period yelled at either Tim, Gary, Jason, um, Scott for is because he's running this like a retarded Cirque du Soleil, like you said, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. plate spinning, and he's doing it on purpose. So sure. they're not doing well, or they quote unquote fuck up, is because there's zero guidance, mm-hmm. zero leadership, mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. Well, I did. Yeah, you figured it out. So there but it the is. The other thing I wanted to say is you, you said to everyone, hey, do what you need to do. Right. And then when they did. What? What did I do to you? I said to you, <gasps> Gary, you okay, attacked today, me. You spent the first hour of the show saying that I'm, I, I, I'm not loyal to the show. And I, you know, I didn't say me, you weren't loyal you're to the show. You words into his mouth. He never said that. I didn't say you weren't loyal. Yeah, no, I'm goofing on I, you I because. What? I can't, I can't really do the phone call because. There's something weird going on. Every time I talk and you talk, it just doubles up. All right. I'll talk to you uh, some other day. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. I mean, this guy <laughs> is a lunatic. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm crazy. Just put yes. me in the fucking nut house. This yeah, is... me too. <laughs> he was calling me last night. I, I go, Gary, I don't know what to tell He wanted a we prediction. We should have found out what mechanisms are. Yeah, he wanted to know well, what mechanism will you will you use to determine if you're coming in? And I went, <laughs> meanwhile, Shirley's, cos- Shirley's cosplaying as the little prince. <laughs> I, we're just, this is so mental. And we're back on this carousel. We just made it around. The Ferris yeah. wheel went around. We passed the carny and now we're back up again. And now we go back down again. And now it's now like we're back being, up it's, again. It's like being locked on the scrambler for 365 days. I don't like, again, this is the thing that may bothers me about constant defenders of the show. Okay. In 2023, Mm -hmm. this, this reuse of unfunny material and people Mm -hmm. say he's a genius and he's a good interviewer. He's not a good (laughs) editor. He's not a good interviewer. Guys, the Paul Simon interview. If I, if I, I wish to God, I could put that on YouTube. I, I would, I would give, honestly, I would give up a testicle because it means less to me at this point in my life and it won't affect me. And then just to have that episode on YouTube for people to listen to, we tried. Please don't hurt your balls for this show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my point is I'm willing to pull a Lance Armstrong and get rid of one for the sake of that, <laughs> that clip to be out there because it's my so God, good. the the laughing Len and I did, and we only went through Me like too. half of it. We only went through the first pish break. Um, and so 
<laughs> At the end of it, I was going, welcome, darkness. This is the second time you made me think of it. <laughs> Which? <laughs> you just, it's like, you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to make Sam <laughs> oh, not be able to speak. <laughs> well, I'll do my best. That's, that's, always my, that's always my goal. Man, I don't even understand the question. <laughs> Who talks like that? Yeah, mechanism. That, I want to know what the mechanisms are. The, I, the mechanism is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake up. I'm going to see if I can get here. Then he goes, well, who's going to alert me? I go, what? do you want, you mean in the middle of me trying to get into work, I should call you and alert you? <laughs> Mind of, you, what kind of, what kind of fucking piece of shit asshole is this unorganized and thinks they should be a partner in serious? <laughs> Could you imagine like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God damn it, you I know what? what? Uh, so, sir, uh, What's the plan for the raid tomorrow, Captain? Well, if I, if I wake up tomorrow. <laughs> what day is I, it tomorrow? <laughs> and I feel like picking up a rifle and uh, <laughs> charging at the enemy. I'll let you know. What, do I have to call you? <laughs> so remind me of that joke Don Rickles made about Dean Martin. He goes, could you imagine him in the war? Uh, attack. Oh, better go lay down first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... For real, what I'm supposed to call you? What I how unprofessional is this? I've what? never heard anything like more nothing, unprofessional in my the, life. The the epitome of the lack of uh, lack of awareness, lack of like knowing your surroundings, lack of concern for the people around you, and lack of uh, uh, accountability was the Gary dinner party. That was the one where he threw every single person under the bus. And that was the perfect example. That was the per that was the time everybody should have had a meeting on on mass, like secretly, whatever, and said, "Look, guys, if if it wasn't already available on fucking full in full color, like a fucking Presto Magic set, this is it. This is what this guy is like, and this is what he's only going to get worse." You had to know that was like it, that was a, a watershed moment for the Stern Show. Yeah, this too. I think the stoners. I worked with when I was 16 at a pizza place we're at a more organized <laughs> place of business. <laughs> Did the pizzas come out in odd shapes? <laughs> it is just so crazy. <laughs> so it, it's it, like, again, so by 2012, so seven, sorry, five years later, four years later, perhaps maybe 2008, <laughs> I can't remember. It's not any, it's actually way worse and they still haven't figured it out. And I, I read somewhere on Reddit recently that someone has blamed, and, and I, I agree actually in, on a certain, on a certain level, they all should have bailed. They all should have been looking for other work somewhere rather than put up with this shit as they did for so long. Some of these people. Well, this is why it, it, I don't have so much sympathy. I mean, in this situation, I understand the frustration because I feel crazy listening to it. Yes. But you didn't unionize. You didn't leave. You didn't organize yourselves. Once you realize yes. this is the fucking shit cherry on the top of this industry and this fucking show – why wouldn't you organize amongst <laughs> yourselves and figure it out? On this shitty banana split? <laughs> <laughs> He's feeling super, super sexy. Super, super. 
<laughs> well, how will I know? I go. We're gonna. Erect- I go turn on turn on the radio. No, but I shouldn't. I know beforehand as the producer. I go, but you're not you're not here to produce. So what the fuck is the difference? I'll put up a bat signal. I mean, it's crazy. I don't. Sometimes I don't get him, and he's got a high IQ according to our test. <laughs> but sometimes Where's he sounds test? silly to me. Yeah. I never seen a guy a producer who's so worried about a show he's not here to produce. <laughs> I mean, he's like, is he watching gay porn to the right of him? I don't. I still to this day would love I, to I, know what he never looks that far that in that direction in, in his in all those years. You want to know what it is? He's waiting for Shuli to like Artie would always have a tit for tat a back and forth. He's looking around. For something to break this awkward silence. It could be. He's and looking Shuley, around for and something. Shuley, and surely not having the actual confidence that he belongs there. Like knowing he doesn't belong there inherently. Like subconsciously he knows this is a mistake sitting in that chair. He knows it. He just can't, won't allow himself to, to admit that. And he's going to shoehorn himself in regardless, knowing it's not going to fit and knowing he doesn't belong there. But he doesn't have the confidence Artie always had to speak when he wanted to. And to know him, when to when to add something. And and also, Shuli inherently doesn't have anything to add. Give him some credit, Fillmore. I mean, it's really complicated to put together another trampoline joke. Fuck. <laughs> well, how will- You know, this this is a Jewish couple had a trampoline on the airplane. <laughs> and I, I told her to go. I told them to go fuck her, in, fuck her ass. Yeah, I'm gonna, Wait, let me hear that cut the engineer impression again. <laughs> One more time. Yeah, exactly. I know. That. If you're here, I said turn on your radio. You'll know where I am. It's a simple process. Well, I should know beforehand. I, I, yeah, I'll stop everything and call you. What the What fuck? good is that going to do me? Well, what would he do? It might do, it might do Gary some good. So the instructions are turn on the radio? <laughs> yeah. Let's, oh, I should have been there today. Okay. I fucked up. I'll be in there. Yeah. So be, better to show up an hour late to work. It reminds me of really Fillmore. This is what he's making him do. He's making him like when you're when you're in school and you hope yeah. you have a snow day, you have to watch the news like back in the 90s. You'd see if your school was on the list on Channel 2 <laughs> under schools closed. Do you imagine the meteorologist going, hey, I, I don't know. There's there's 15 <laughs> feet of snow, but uh, maybe you got to make your way to school and find out. Yeah, imagine. Hey, kids. <laughs> and there's kids in the snowbank with their faces face down. And imagine legs up the in principal the saying, what am I supposed to call all you fucking kids? Right. You just better show up and see. Just bring a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> the urinals are covered in snow. Someone left the window open. <laughs> How am I supposed to know? <laughs> with the information i don't know i couldn't <laughs> determine what that what he was going to do with it once he knew i don't think he even knows once i know i'll well i don't know robin once i once i learn I mean, it was crazy look i don't want to spend the whole show talking about him although we could <laughs> I'm write it down. It's subliminal. I bet at the end of this week, there was a huge run on trampolines all over New York. <laughs> Does he have some sort of backdoor deal? Does he have stock in trampolines? Is he buying a fucking nursery? Oh, God. Statement alone. Well, I'll remember for posterity. 
Oh, my God. I was like, I don't, I, I said to Beth, I don't follow Gary's logic. She goes, what's going on? I said, well, he calls me and he wants to know the mechanism. But she goes, well, maybe he's worried. I go, I, I, listen, I'm worried, too. But how is he helping? <laughs> he's, he's in Connecticut and he's he wants to know at what point I'm going to decide whether I'm going in. <laughs> what an Smith? asshole. <laughs> Mrs. Smith, do we have school today? I don't know. Why don't you fucking just show up and see? I told him when I wake up, and then he didn't like that answer. He wanted, I guess, he wanted a bullet in before then. Oh God, what an asshole for wanting advance notice! <laughs> what? Hey, I, Fillmore, I, are we gonna record? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> turn on your mic, turn on Skype, and maybe I'll be there. Maybe. Hey, the other shows run like that. Yeah, is your, is your computer plugged in? I don't know. Wake up in the middle of the night to call him. <laughs> I'll walk out on the street. But you still I mean, wouldn't know, know at that time. I wouldn't know. I didn't know I was going to get here till I got here. And then when I got here, I got to work. Well, how am I supposed to know that? Yeah, right. That's what he kept saying, though. Right. I mean, it's crazy. And now he's going to be mad at you. But then what do I know? You don't know anything. But I oh, need God. to know. Yeah. How will I know when you wake up? I think he wants to <laughs> be on call first? <laughs> when I got up and that wouldn't have even been able I wouldn't be able to tell him anything Again, then you'd have to assess the situation is Ronnie downstairs is, right. you know are the streets right. passable I didn't know are anything are the streets open <laughs> Gary I'm awake yes <laughs> now I'm gonna now, go. Now I'm gonna go downstairs. <laughs> Do you know if you're going in yet? What is your mechanism for <laughs> getting downstairs? I mean, it was the craziest thing. I, I mean, it was like retarded. What is your mechanism? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What's on second? And then he starts to attack me because he thinks I'm goofing on his loyalty. I'm not. I just want to get to work. He feels guilty not being here, and he's blaming me. Right. Do you know at one point uh, somebody told me that they were thinking of shutting down the elevators in most of the building? Right. And guess what I would have done? I would have walked downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Poor Robin wouldn't have been able to. Oh, nope. <laughs> you better get that green drink. Yeah. Oh. Would have taken me a little longer. <laughs> what mechanism will you use to, to determine <laughs> if you should walk down the steps? <laughs> I was like, Gary, this is crazy. <laughs> what do you have planned today? What's I going on? Are you nervous JD's for today? Side. <laughs> JD's side. JD's <laughs> side. Of course. Of course, you want to make sure everything goes all right. You, know? you want everything to go seamless, you know, as if, as if the, produ the actual executive producer is here. So normally it's like a six-man team, and you're down. You guys are down to two, I guess. Oh, listen, we got engineers dealing with the phones and Lieberman and Ronnie are over here, so. Well, All right, I'll let you go. Yeah, Good luck the, today, yeah, <laughs> so Shelly's got a double duty as the cameraman. <laughs> How many? Ugly roadkill scuzz buckets does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> Guys, this is the wrap-up show segment from uh, the following day, I believe. Or no, this is an intro, but uh, this is the same day. But he's he he later clipped this add-on to introduce it. Do you feel dizzy? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. 
Hey, it's Gary Delavante, Baba Booey. Tuesday's wrap-up show was a very special wrap-up show because I wasn't here, John wasn't here because of the storm, none of us were here. You might have heard about that. I did it from uh, my neighbor's phone at home. John had some sort of weird ISDN line set up. Some people were here in the studio, so it was very interesting. This is what happened. Uh, can I, can, can you, did Gary lose a button? What is that shirt? <laughs> we're not going to go. People can't see it, but we're not paying attention to the video. So, uh, rough morning for you, Gary, and I'm not talking about the weather. Yeah, you know, it's, listen, it's an interesting thing. I, uh, I thought, you know, I, I left everything in, in good hands. I did not go to sleep last night with the idea that I was not coming in this morning. I knew that it was a distinct possibility, but I, I thought I'd make every effort. So I was up at about 4.15. Tim and I spoke a couple of times, and I got a hold of Ronnie. And Ronnie said, don't even bother. The bridges and tunnels are closed. There's no way that you're getting in. So Ronnie... Is a, it, Ronnie did the mensch thing once is why this is why we said God bless Ronnie and Stephanie. We mm-hmm. hope Mazel. We hope they have a fun, wonderful, whatever lo- much life he's got left. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I don't mean that facetiously. I mean I Ronnie's mean, an old true. fucking guy. Like, let's be honest, it could happen. And with the lifestyle he's had, I'm sure it's not exactly like his heart is a. He's got the heart of a young Bruce Jenner um, or Caitlyn, <clears throat> and so he. Like, so Ronnie did the right thing and, and and he, everybody he had at that wedding, he wanted there, like clearly from the pictures, it was, it was a, a, like a real familial atmosphere. And so he does the right thing, the mensch thing and tells Gary, don't even think about it. And Ronnie smartly is not, um, you don't hear him getting shit on. Did you just hear the bridges and tunnel? What was Bowie supposed to do? Ride that trampoline into work? Right. How was he yep. supposed to get there anyway, even if he wanted to? Right. And also, how's he supposed to like move around if he can't take his car in or if even if he can, like, okay, he's going to stay at a hotel. Now he's stuck at the hotel. Now what? Or he gets stuck in his car. On the and... way. So you're going to be happy if Gary's like stuck on a road, the side or of they the to- road for Or a they day? tow him because he wasn't supposed to be on the roads. Exactly. Right. Gary, how could you get fucking towed? Oh, everybody knows you just leave your car and you, and what? Take the subways that are fucking flooded now? Or, well, or just stay at that hotel we might have offered, didn't offer, not sure if we offered. Right. Did we? Didn't we? I'm not sure if I'm going to be there. Turn right. on the radio. Right. Do I have to pay for this hotel? I have no idea. What's the story? Like, do I have to submit receipts? Anything? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? <laughs> And so now I'm trying to figure out a way to listen to the show because I have, I should point out, I have uh, no internet, no telephone. I am calling from my neighbor's house right now, <laughs> who for some reason is the only person in the neighbor, neighborhood with a hard line. Um, my light, I have a lighting system in my house, which blew up last night and, you know, started smoking in the oh. basement. So I don't really have lights on the first floor. Listen, I have a generator. I'm a- Smoking, as in fire. Yeah, that could have been a house fire. An electrical fire is no joke. And, if, and, if, and the smell of 9,000 pieces of vinyl would have been uh, tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that makes me think, too, like, last time, even during the blizzard, like, I was like, I should, I now this is reminding me, I did think about getting a landline because there is no cell service. And it's, like, really um, anxious if there is an emergency and you don't have a phone. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the, a landline was not 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we got rid of it because we weren't using it because cell phones became much more, the, the quality calling home back in Canada mm-hmm. was not that much of a problem anymore. And it was easier with Skype and stuff like that. And uh, we just weren't using it. So we got rid of it, but it would, it would always come in handy in a situation like that. Yeah, my parents have one just because they're older and, you know, yeah. they watch my daughter and the other, my sister's kids a lot. So just in case. But then once the blizzard happened, I thought about getting one because we had no cell service. Mm-hmm. And now I'm re, I didn't do it, of course, but now I'm thinking about it again because it, it's true. You do need a phone in case of emergency. Well, yeah, you get, but then, but then, <laughs> then you got to think about how many other people can you get a hold of because they don't have landlines. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> so now you're gonna, you're gonna buy yours and your friends. Well, I guess you could call nine one one. Is the yeah, point? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. If you can get through, I get satellite <laughs> TV. My refrigerator's working, and I can charge, you know, devices, but I can't really use much. So this morning was a whole thing about like, well, how am I gonna listen to the show? So what I ended up doing was listening to the show on Mary's iPhone because I needed my, my phone to be clear for calls coming in and out or texts or any of that stuff. And I was having a little trouble getting on, so I said, I'm going to go to the car. I actually went outside of my car. I started up my car, took it out of the garage. And, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, like, well, he may open up. He may say a few words about it. But I will be honest, I was not prepared for a full hour. I don't understand. Oh. He said, how am I, how was I going to listen to the show? This is 2012. They do have streaming available, I believe in 2012. Well, this is great. The phone. app worked. Well, yeah, I'm saying like, <laughs> so, so the app works, the phone won't. Well, the point is, is that the app on the phone wasn't good. So he had to go onto the car. Remember <laughs> that's the point. That's just showing how good he just totally trashed the app without realizing it. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> what do you do for a living? <laughs> he had to go sit in his garage to hear himself get bashed for an hour. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he unleashed on you in a lot of different ways. But one no. thing you and I were actually texting back and forth a little bit, Gary, was... Does Howard understand why somebody would want to be in their house with their family during this disaster? And it was a disaster. <laughs> no. I mean, no. <laughs> there's never mean? been a story. <laughs> why is that even a question? <laughs> <laughs> is the sky blue? What are you right. talking about? He hates his family. <laughs> he hates your family too. <laughs> I'm like this here before. Correct. Yeah. I, listen, uh, this is, I feel like this is like a. Like butting heads, I feel like some people look at it like Gary's, you know, not going to listen to Howard. Gary's going to do what Gary wants to do, and it's not—it's it's really it's not that at all. I wanted to be there this morning more than anything, but oh my I also gosh. knew that last night was going to be scary, terrifying, and dangerous. And I had my wife and my son, and and the pets. I'll throw the pets in, and you know, and and it was scary, and it was one of those things where you know, at one point Mary said to me, she turned out to me, and she said. Thank God you're here tonight, because if you weren't, I don't know what I would do. I can't believe how abused Gary is that he thinks the listeners are going to hear this and think ill of him. Mm-hmm. That he is that mentally abused by yeah. Howard, that this is his thinking. That could be yeah. the farthest thing from the truth. Like, we listen to that whole hour and think Howard is insane. 
there's no one. I don't think there's anyone except for maybe a couple fucking trolls on Reddit that would have given Bowie shit for. Well, they would have given her shit for other just being stupid during the course of these these exchanges. But everybody thought Howard was the asshole. Univer- you like they 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 pulled it. It was like 95 percent, and all the message messages he's getting clearly is right. against him because he's only just- bringing up negative stuff. But doesn't this just demonstrate like how pervasive his gaslighting, mind control, narcissistic abuse is that that's Gary's thought? Yeah, the cult, the cult has its hooks in him like fully. And this is the end result. It's it's wow. really it's it's disturbing. It is like I'm disturbed. He, he said he Bowie said he he went to psycho. He went to uh, see a psychologist about issues with his mother growing up. And of course he has, he had an awful, like with his, in terms of his dad, his dad was a mensch from what we all understand and a really like a man's man and a a good dad, but his mother had mental issues, extreme mental issues. I I read the book one time, but I knew from, from audio from the show. So he said he went to the, the uh, psychiatrist or so the psychologist and he said he couldn't get anywhere with after a certain point, but he stopped going. He would need a psychologist to help him with dealing with the show. Like almost like a, not a grief counselor, but like, what do you call it? Like an encounter group. Yeah. It it would be like being in one of those, you know, surviving Nexium, surviving Scientology. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So that's at the wedding, like, cause, cause there was some, maybe some concern, like Richie said, there was a little concern, uh, that maybe, you know, they wouldn't mix well with the, um, with the other staffers, like the newer staffers that were invited. Cause Ronnie was, you know, long-term at the show and everybody else. Yeah. And so he. <coughs> I I imagine they all kind of commiserated, and that's like there was they all found common ground being abused by this piece of shit. Yeah, we said that that I bet they're all taught like slowly but surely all talking shit, but it has to feel good like strength in numbers because now the show has been bad for so long. I think, and he hasn't been in studio either, which cuts off that sort of that part of the abuse when you're not in the studio. So I think being a little bit more far removed from it and now all coming together, I hope it was cathartic for them. Yeah. And I'd say that the workers that like the, the office staffers that they have working behind the scenes, calling in the fake callers and stuff, that disassociation by not being in studio and not having the personal abuse that they, that Gary would get all the time that they, they can just treat it like it's, they're being marginalized, but not necessarily abused like the way we not the extent that Gary is no no way so Gary long term whatever like I said for years if he came in with an axe one day and just decided to you know chop Wiggy up into kindling it wouldn't surprise me one bit same I wouldn't care either no no one would care the cops would be going the judge would be going case dismissed yeah, look the other way. Yeah, Gary's in there with a bloody, like, Bruno Molly. So. I'm sorry, I didn't see nothing. Did you see something? No, I didn't see nothing. Gary who? <laughs> and, you know, trees start snapping in the front yard, and that's scary. Um, the lights start going off and on, off and on, off and on. And like I said, it blew out the lighting system. So then we smell smoke, and Mary's, like, you know, ready to call the fire department. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And so we weren't prepared to be without lights. So now I had to go look for all my flashlights. I didn't really replace any of my flashlights because I know the generator will kick in. Yeah. And um, and so there were scary moments last night. Now, yeah, but doesn't your don't what does a generator have to do with fucking al- alkali batteries in your fucking flashlights? But that is so bad to be thinking about. Um, you know, if I thought about 
me being in that situation alone with a child or two children or whatever and a dog and I smell smoke, the lights are off. What if the generator doesn't kick in? I mean, yes, Gary had to be home without a doubt. Mm -hmm. Yep. Did a tree hit my house? No. Did anything bad happen to my family? No. But it's, it, it's easy to look back on it now. My family was scared. I was scared for them. And that was really what, what it was all about. Hey, Gary, can you Good. see me or can just John see me? <laughs> just John. Okay. Is the trampoline okay? Well, I can't see you now, Benji. you got to move the iPad over a little Who bit. Who cares, really? But, yeah, yeah. you're... But, but Benji, Benji, just sit down and write some stuff and see if you can derail the conversation a little more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gary, uh, your trampoline. Can we get Shuli's wife to call in, please? Yeah, no kidding. Another party not heard from. My train during the show today as well. I know the trampoline uh, was fine. You know, it's funny th that I'm humored by. You know what I mean? That's a, that's one of the things you sort of bring up as as a as, a, as a, an afterthought. You don't think it's going to get as much traction. I mean, I got I got tweeted thousands of fine trampoline pictures yesterday. <laughs> Some of them I was you know I was photoshopped into, and I thought all that stuff was funny. Hey, people and were wondering that that is funny actually when the image becomes. Um, a, a bit of the stern lore that was always funny like when people would do photoshop and i love i still love doing photoshops i love a good meme yeah absolutely i <laughs> the one I, yeah i think i told you the, the lend the one that <laughs> was the alec baldwin where he's what grover's coming through a door <laughs> it says grover and alec baldwin's in the room he says i was just checking grover's just checking to see if there's any guns present <laughs> oh good do you actually use a trampoline no betsy my kids did at one time but then you get to a point where they don't use it, and then sometimes the neighborhood kids use it, and then you get to a point where you just don't want to get rid of it, but you should, and that's where it is right now. I'll probably get rid of it this summer. And, you know, we mentioned it on our weather show last night. Gary's trampoline has its own Twitter handle yeah. now. <laughs> See, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually really funny. <laughs> Gary's trampoline. At Gary's, At Gary's trampoline. trampoline. We're at Gary's flying trampoline. <laughs> at Bowie's trampoline. This is great. Oh, God, I didn't know that. I, I don't remember that. That, that. That's that's funny. You know, you're goofing on uh, on the stuff that I do and everything. But but that's funny. But uh, somewhere along the line, and this is what I was trying to say this morning. First of all, the phone lines this morning were horrendous. I was the first one. Oh. I should have waited until somebody tested it out. It was just horrendous. And what was happening was every time I spoke, it literally like a quarter of a second later, it reminded me of trying to make a long-distance phone call in the 60s. A quarter yeah, of a second later, I would hear my voice, and when Howard speak, I would hear... It makes me... It makes it hard to feel sympathetic for him because yeah. he's so fucking annoying. Well, he is annoying. There's no question. He's also incredibly stupid, having called in three fucking times to defend himself when he there's no need. We could feel sympathetic for you, Gary, if you got to the fucking point. We know the yeah. phones didn't work well. He's so... But this is part of the abuse. He has to keep... Do you hear him like a little child making excuses up for himself? Like he is so fucked up and annoying. Well, it, it the show has made him like it's created a psychosis in him. Yes. That it's it's like you step in a pair of well-worn fucking like blood-soaked running shoes that you put on only for this job. And everything on the every piece of shit you've stepped on is on those shoes. You haven't cleaned them. And so Bowie has to get into this mode where it makes no, it makes no, it's Ugh. no surprise to me that he's a hand-packed piece of shit because he, like Gary, not, sorry, Mary, not as a grifter, but she must have 
like she must have there's something in her upbringing that made her decide i need someone who's a complete wet noodle yeah that i can just bitch around the simp complete simp simp. and he's on the show maybe he'll make some more money i I don't think mary's a grifter but i don't think it was not in her mind that she might get some fringe benefits out of him being with the stern show there's no question there have been times where i think she has gone to bat for him a bit but maybe i think she thinks he's a simp and a total fucking pushover right and that 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 was the like to me the most likely the the main reason why she got with him and then all like secondary reasons all include maybe getting some swag from the show that kind of shit or some residual like they went they went with um uh christine and sal to amsterdam that one heineken trip after john left Uh before that fucking sponsorship went out the window Uh and that's that was a free trip i mean that's that's not a small thing when you see though when you're listening to this bumbling and excuses and and this apologetic defensive sort of speaking, mm-hmm. how can you respect somebody like this? You can't certainly not, and not, and not the least of which is the reason, like the not least of which, which because Howard has debased him so long, and it, Gary continually proves the the story right. You just said that your house could have had an electrical fire. The power's going in and out everything like that and now you're just talking about the phone connection shut the fuck up you don't need to say anything else nope his voice so it got to the point when we were both speaking i was hearing four voices at once but um the point i was trying to make this morning is you know howard said i attacked him yesterday um and I felt I got very defensive. There's no doubt. I, I maybe I lashed out, but it wasn't. I didn't feel like I was attacking. I felt like I was defending myself, my work ethic, and and my family. And and it was a weird thing. And when I said to Howard, you know, again, with Shuli in there and Robin in there, you know, the truth gets bent to a place where it's almost unrecognizable. Well, that's yeah. true. That's absolutely true. And uh, we're going to hear the the, the after, we're going to hear the results of that afterwards. How you doing, man? I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. If you weren't a boxer, what would you be doing? <laughs> to lie <lie> somebody. <laughs> do, you, do you think there should be random drug testing for athletes? Yeah, but most athletes are more clean anyway. They just, they just go to a, a head thing. I mean, they go into they just make everything clean. So, yeah, they should. <laughs> Can't believe he went into boxing. <laughs> 